Hi. Oh, look at him. He looks like Going a deer on. in headlights. Ah, oh, hello. Hello. How are you? Oh, somebody got a haircut. How can you tell with his hat on? It's sexy. <laughs> I don't know. It's just the it's, you, you cranked up the volume to ten there. Hell yeah, I do. I even trimmed up my beard and my. Oh wait, we're not doing that. So <laughs> we're still audio only. This is, this is not gentlemen. OnlyFans. This is you know. YouTube, well, Spotify, and wherever page. you catch, right? Exactly. Yeah, if you want Brian's link to his OnlyFans, it's actually. <laughs> yeah, put it on out there. Anything to get more money. We're trying to monetize this place. And our mortgage with that. With this thing, hell yeah. So how's everyone doing? Good. Doing great, Just man. Well, I know Just right fine. now, obviously, because we're short a hard slinger, uh, we're not really going to do a, a state of the show. We're just going to do a uh, like a hard slinger panel, basically. Kind of put some material out there. I know I've been uh, putting out some Delta Green in the meantime also. But uh, yeah, we're just going to kind of enjoy each other's company tonight for a little while and hope that our fellow slingers out there enjoy it as well. So I'm not going to break the continuity of the numbers of the show. So I'm going to lead us on in. Greetings, fellow slingers. Welcome back to World of Hard 20 Podcast. It is I, your trusted Dungeon Master Brian, and with me, the Hard Slingers. Yeah. Yeah. Episode, I think we're on, what is it, 41? Is this 41 now? Who's got 41? What yeah, kind of well, DM are you that, where you lose count? Hey, you know what? <laughs> the secretary quit. I told her, ain't going to make it no more. Sexually harassed her. So... As we start off, I got a whole sheet of business that I like to talk about. First and foremost, Junior, did you not have a birthday? I did. You did. Happy birthday, my brother. Happy birthday, man. Let's give this man Do a you gold remember it. <laughs> I don't remember these. I don't remember the specific date, but I know he had one. So, Junior, well, write down a gold doubloon for yourself. All right. You know, my birthday's in June, right? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it is. That's why I was like, do you have a birthday? Oh, shit. Like, yeah. No, you know what Everyone it is? Does. Give me that gold of bloom back. It's actually uh, Chris's birthday. Yeah, Probably. it was uh, It was <laughs> January 15, I think it was. Or his is February 15 or January 15. It's one of those two. His brother and him <laughs> are like a month apart. So, you What's your birthday, that. Ryan? My birthday is December 2nd, quite some time ago. December 2nd? My wife's the wow. third. Hmm? My wife's is the third. Ah, uh, my uncle's is the third, actually. That'll be easy to remember. Yeah, mm -hmm. Brian's is the first. That's right. And so is your and twin brothers. Brother <laughs> yeah. You have a twin brother? I have, uh, no, I have two younger brothers that are twins. Oh. And they're born on that. in one time. <laughs> One of them well, actually looks similar to me. I'm going to scratch your name off these notes because, no, it, it is not your fucking birthday. <laughs> and I'm going to write down no gold. Oh, sorry. I already put it down. <laughs> Hand off the chest piece. <laughs> <laughs> no gold. <laughs> so, moving on with our business. You know what? I got a shout out. We have a shout out. And ironically, I just got this email today from a Gary Kilgore. Now that is a fucking badass name. That's, that's a like cool a last name. That's I, I don't know if that's like his like this is my screen name. 
Kilgore, but he's like a half orc barbarian. But I, I love this guy, and he wrote into the show, and uh, he had a lot of good things to say. First and foremost, greetings and salutations, fellow hard slingers. My name is Gary Kilgore, and I got to tell you, I have enjoyed the ride so far. And it's taken a month, but I caught up, and I love all the work you've done. He listened to everything, our entire backlog. Oh my god. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah, he likes our transition from 5e to Pathfinder, and uh, I hope he's not too put out by the fact that we actually transitioned back to 5e, which I'll explain later on. He also said that he listened to all of our Delta Green scenarios, and he believes they are phenomenal. He says, and me, as a keeper slash handler, have been doing an amazing job with the detail and explanation with the things that they have been running into, my hat off to you, and I bow in respect, and may you forever roll a hard 20. Hell yeah. Gary, I'm going to need you to send me your email, uh, your address so I can send you out a D20, a gold doubloon, and of course, one of our stickers with the logo. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's awesome, I'll... man. Man, Free talk about it. subscription to Brian's OnlyFans. Yeah, and as, as far as I know, it... Uh, Nobody paid him to say those things, but uh, whatever. <laughs> Next, uh, bringing up the whole aspect with our uh, going into from 5e to Pathfinder and then back to 5e, I think it was a mutual decision from all of us to in an effort to streamline our combat and expedite our skill checks. Uh, but it just makes for a better listening experience and until we all get as familiar with pathfinder as mr ratke here is i think that we'll continue with 5e until we start up the next day oh man you're, you're a hero <laughs> bow down it's to like, this man oh please go on go on but like i said gary thank you very much for your high praises um yes and we do appreciate it heck yeah and I'm, I'm glad that he liked listening to the delta green scenarios we have one more to drop for sweetness has anybody else listened to Sweetness on our Delta Green yet? Not if not, yet. why the hell not, man? Why the fuck not? You got to get your ass I, caught up to speed. I clicked the link for Sweetness, but something else popped up. Not sure if it was <laughs> what you guys meant to release. Dude. Oh, I'll show you what I'll release. Don't you worry about it. Your, uh, search history right here. <laughs> That's right. So just be careful with what you Google. Yeah, hard sweetness. <laughs> Hard slinger oh, sweetness. That's not gonna. That, you never that's know what you're gonna, gonna get. That's not gonna go well. <laughs> so, Sorry. Ryan, you had messaged me a few um, additional questions that you thought we could cover during this panel, and I want to address those as well. But before we get into them, how's everyone else doing with the show? How are we all feeling? Everybody enjoying? Oh, I'm great. I'm just keeping the floor warm. Oh, look at yeah. you. You're slowly cuddling your microphone twice. Um, but you did write a question, the first question. What are our character's perceptions of Hunkley's manner? The character, not the player. So going around the, around the room, let's start with you, Warren. Um, Warren is both terrified and completely entranced with Hunkley's manner. Um, uh, for getting into kind of like the mechanics of, of what Warren is as far as the game is concerned. Um, he is a warlock. However, he was 
trained by a wizard to understand magic, however, has had power granted to him by his patron. And so to a certain extent, he's like, I would totally have a place like this in like, you know, a couple of decades. Um, on the other hand, he's completely terrified because of like the little hints and inferences of what Hunkley's obviously been um, uh, studying and fascinated with and, you know, uh, putting his time into. And he's like, what f fucked up shit are we going to find in here that's going to murder us? Which then leads us to Warren's current predicament. Yes. <laughs> Flint, what is Flint's uh, take on the manor itself? He thinks Hunkley's a freak, you know? he's Hunkley would stay in his manor by himself, keep away anyone that, you know, would try to get near it. You know, who keeps a demon like this in their basement? That's kind of describes this kind of guy. And is that the it's, only demon he's keeping? That we found so far. Yeah. But definitely going through his manor, finding the things, his personal hobbies, his, you know, downtime hobbies were pretty dark. Like, this guy was definitely... <laughs> we still need to find that latex suit somewhere. <laughs> That's right, the, the gimp, gimp suit. suit? The oh, gimp God. suit. Gimp suit. <laughs> just... Dempsey. Now, you, you just recently banded up with these guys, and the first thing they do is they drag you into... This manor, you, you know nothing about the Cabold Lair or uh, any of that other stuff. You know when you went when they went through the the collapsed witch tower, but this is the first place they take you to. What is his thought on that? Sure. So, um, you know, Dempsey comes from a pretty modest background, working class family, and uh, he's basically on the on the run. Um, I got a whole backstory figured out for him, but you know, like going to the Baroness's house, he's never been around this kind of riches and seeing this kind of stuff. He doesn't. He's not uh, necessarily a very smart person. So the stuff like the astrolab and the what, the telescope upstairs, all that stuff, he doesn't understand any of that. And even the demon, um, he hasn't been exposed to magic like what he sees uh, Warren do. So I think he's a little bit out of his element. But now that they're fighting, he, you know, kind of has a um, something to focus on and protecting the team is his main goal. And that's awesome. That's that's very interesting too. That that's his main goal is to. It may not have been the team he wanted to be with. It's like you go to war with with the army you're with. You don't get to pick and choose a lot of that, a lot of times. And it's just cool to see him get into it and protect the guys that he's with. So now we're gonna red robin, red robin, mm, uh, round robin, and ask you guys, uh, what are your perception of Hunkley's Manor as a player. And we're going to go back around the opposite way. David, what's your perception of it? So, um, I I feel like, because I've GM before too, it feels like it's empty in a way. Like there's not a lot there, which is a little bit weird. I feel like if we were another group, we probably could have just ran through this thing very quickly, almost like a SWAT team, kind of like kick in the door, look around, da-da-da. And we could have been through the entire thing in 10 minutes because there's yeah, not a lot to interact with in a way. And I was I was going to add to that question also that I missed that part. And how is it similar to other APs you've, you've been in or ran to it? So I'm glad you picked up on that and just 
basically ran with it. But yeah, other other groups probably could have just SWAT teamed this whole place. But then again, we're not other crews. Yeah, I mean, women and children first. Women and warlocks first. <laughs> I've had um, you know just buddies that play this game too in the hobby, and they've told me that's kind of how they run their stuff. It's like very down to the to the movement one guy opens the door the next guy next guy runs in throws a rock with light on it then the next guy walks in with his arrow you know it's just like boom 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 that SWAT team approach like clear it move clear it move and um do you I, I wouldn't find that that fun as a player honestly I was gonna say do you find that more indicative people that uh that metagame though yeah I would think so or like military guys that's just what they know yeah because I mean if you're just going in the first person to have touched one of those arcane locks would have got laid out, you know, and who knows if there's more, or if you've, you've expended all of them that are in the manor already. And I mean, we saw the damage that everybody had taken. And even though trying to come up with great ideas with putting the shield up to try to minimize a sonic blast from the lock. And eventually it starts slowing you down and, and making you more, cautious taking precautions as far as whether or not you're going to touch that handle or let's make sure and and i know that chris isn't with us right now he's always with us in spirit um but he he had messaged me after the last episode and said that he really enjoyed how everyone was more methodical and, and described a lot of their actions and stuff and and honestly i thought it was pretty cool you know people really want to get involved with you know, what's this door look like? What's in this room? What's in that drawer? You know, what what does the handle look like? What side is the hinges on it? it? I think it adds a level of description and depth to the show that a lot of people hand wave. But I think a lot of people also want to read about or hear about it anyways. But. Flint. Sorry. Flint, you <laughs> take a back seat. <laughs> Junior. <laughs> Flint is starting to... Or sorry, not Flint. Myself, um, <laughs> you got me. I feel so out. bad now. <laughs> I'm starting to think that he's kind of like not a main grand picture guy. Like he's someone doing a certain part of a job to unlock a bigger picture of something. Like he he's in he's entitled to do a certain job, whether it's something to do with the demon in the basement or something that we haven't figured out yet but that's how i'm feeling with all the interest of you know oh well we need to collect articles of his house and you know take inventory of everything it's like well if his family's out of town who are they you know who wants to collect these things if it's anonymous other than you know the next of kin you know there's not much information about that as well and like as as someone who's played other APs as well, especially Pathfinder APs, because we we did uh, Carrying Crown too. How does this real, you know, how do you how do you look at this compared to other APs that you played in as well? Uh, I know we've had our fun playing uh, with Carrying Crown. We were stuck in in the prison forever and that was another thing that i enjoyed was the attention of detail we were going through rooms and no no stone left unturned we were making sure we got every piece we we could find yeah you and, guys went i mean was how many doors were in that place 
Oh, yeah, a shit ton. And then there was a place we were avoiding because there was a go uh, a haunting that we didn't want to deal with. And we oh, would just yeah, because he'd already yeah. fuck with you every time you go in and have to run past me, like attack you guys and shit. <laughs> but uh, what about you, Ryan? As a um, player, as a player, I find that it's I find that this is very fascinating. So like most of our sessions are typically um, an hour long. Um, and what I know sometimes we'll record multiple sessions at once. And so I find it fascinating because we have seen the map of the layout of this and you're like, oh, that's not that bad. We can totally like, you know, run through this. For no, no, there's a lot more detail that's in there. And um, I enjoy how um, like this, this place is actually kind of like laid out almost like a manor or a villa or something like that and like there's a little bit of story in each room there's you know the 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 help and i'm spacing on his name that that's being locked away um there's methesnik yes methesnik um you know and talking about the other help there's you know the uh library upstairs there is the locked cabinets of books and it's like hmm what's in here you know and then now we're going through the basement um of which like i as a player is like oh yeah totally nothing can go wrong here um so it's kind of interesting as far as like comparing to um other uh ap's um i don't know if i've run into like one that's in like kind of a similar setting but like uh one of my favorite uh, games that I played in the last few years was actually a uh, Prince of the uh, Apocalypse game, um, which had a lot of uh, awesome um, uh, stuff in it, and it was very like open ended, um, and like you can storm um, a bunch of like the different like cultist keeps and um, other things like that. And uh, I also feel I also appreciate how there's certain aspects of this game that feel a little uh, open-ended like okay the baroness has tasked us with this well you know what are we going to do and prep for it what other information are we going to gather oh hey look um, uh, a map of the um cottage that we're going to you know go and in, in inventory and stuff so and there, there's been a lot of stuff that i've been able to help articulate that you guys when you go off on your different tangents and you want to go to this place or you want to talk to this guy and it, it opens up more things than I think that the AP had prepared which is fine by me because I enjoy adding stuff and it's just the same thing when you guys were in uh, uh, Ravengrove in, in the mm -hmm. Carrion Crown there were times that, that uh, the heroes would go through and talk to different solicitors or, or the blacksmith and start getting involved with their livelihood and, and you just you know, I think everybody's been a DM at one point and they could, they know how to put together some kind of a, a personality for someone that they're talking to. And so when they come back around, you're stacking on personalities. Mm -hmm. As far as uh, the manner for me, watching you guys go through it and, and investigate stuff and watching how everyone's making their moves and when certain things are, are triggered or when certain things are discovered. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of stuff in there that I could see that would entice each and every one of you in some way, especially Warren with the books and stuff. And mm. 
the Baroness had, had tasked you guys to go in there and take inventory of this place, and yet you have all these temptations that maybe you don't want to inventory it. Maybe you want to take it, and then you got mm-hmm. voices in your head telling you, take it, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. And then something lays you out, and then here you are sprawled out and having a great old time. But uh, now I was going to – this is another question that you uh, – Proposed. How does our character feel in Five E versus Pathfinder? Now, this is this is a, a question that you proposed, like Five E versus Pathfinder, back to Five E, or like comparing the two to each other. Yeah. So, Which like, for, <laughs> I mean, yeah. well, like, so for me, Warren, and uh, I, I'm certainly willing to admit that part of this me uh, is likely stemming from the fact that I'm less familiar with Pathfinder, but I feel very directionless with Warren as a character. And also too, part of that is, is that um, with the rule set for Pathfinder that we were using, there's not actually a warlock class. So I was like hand jamming a sorcerer into a warlock. Finger banging, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't 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 mind the the bottle of lube over there it, it helps make it make it go smoothly but no um <laughs> whoa i don't like for his only fans page <laughs> exactly exactly and that's going to be the running joke tonight yeah, and possibly so. the next time um yeah just there is as pathfinder warren felt far less effective. Um, I, I, I didn't feel like I had as many good options of actually putting the uh, character together as I did in 5e. Um, to me, 5e feels much more, it's uh, the different choices you can make for your class, the race, the the class and the background, and then the choice of like a subclass or archetype whatever you want to call it gives it a very like interesting clean look to me for a character and you're able to nuance a lot of it a lot more than in pathfinder pathfinder to me feels uh there's so many different choices that you can make that it's easy to have kind of a goulash junior analysis paralysis yeah i was gonna say that actually there's times that i you get in that where you have so many choices that you just Mm -hmm. you lock you lock up like fuck it generic cleric yeah good junior what was your take on when we when we between the two systems which are both by the way as as far as dm gm judge ref handler you know all that other stuff i like them all I, it doesn't bother me either way, and I enjoy them. And we will eventually get back to Pathfinder, uh, which I'll explain later on. But Junior, what was your take with the the five E versus Pathfinder? My main one was like we just said was you had so many options that it would paralyze you. You're like, oh, I could do this or I could do that. The other thing was um, I didn't mind playing Pathfinder as as much. I actually kind of enjoyed it. The only thing was is that I feel with anything practice would have made improvement Mm. in the sense of there's so many things on like certain saves or reflex saves saves that you can do for pathfinders to to evade certain things versus 5e just kind of being like all right this is the road you're taking you know here's your options 
And I think with any system, it's probably best if we had started off at level one. Or even like with Dungeon Crawl Classics, you know, zero, level zero, where you go through the character funnel. Uh, the character funnel, sorry. Um, Don't you start out with like 40 people and it's like the it's, survivor? I think it's like five or ten people that you go through the funnel with and whoever the survivor is, your your baby. You know, that's, that's your baby. That's, that's Moses in the basket right there for y'all, yeah. But uh, what, what about you, David? What did you think when... Because you're currently in a 5e game right now, too, right? Yeah. Outside um, of this. And I'm proud to also admit I'm playing 5e with my kids. Recruited mm. uh, some neighbor's kids and my uh, my neighbor, so that's pretty cool. Um, I, th I think it's more streamlined. Um, I don't want to use the word simple. I want to stay away from simple because I think it's... Uh, it's loaded. That's common. Yeah, out. for sure, for sure. Um I, I like 5e. I'm, I'm getting more used to it. And um, to Junior's point, um, there really are. There's so many like little plus ones and plus twos and stuff, which is cool. But you can sit there for hours. Like, well, let me look up that rule. Hold on. Whereas 5e, it's like you either don't have initiative or you do, you know. And if it's like a GM, I feel like it, it would be a lot easier to be like, sure, you're in a, a shadow, so I'm going to give it to you. Like that kind of stuff on the fly instead of being like, well, let me see what the the rule is on that. Um, as far as the build for Dempsey, I feel like it's very sim similar. Um, Flavor-wise, I feel like it's the exact same character. Um, but either way, I like him. And um, I like this character. I like the, like the story I've built around him, behind him. And I hope I get to like you know, whittle that out to the listeners eventually. Yeah, and that's something you and I will will continue to to stitch together in our off time, so we know when to bring it into play. Because I still got that recording that we made. Mm. Um, as far as for my own personal preference between Five E and Pathfinder, I like them both. I think that uh, people might say that that Five E is ambiguous in certain certain rules, and I don't think that's true. I think that what it does is it it covers it has a broader stroke on certain things whereas pathfinder is more minute where it, it really picks in the smaller pieces and i think they both get the job done i think they just they go around the mountain a different way but they still wind up where, where you're where you're going to be at and the reason why we went back to 5e is because 5e will get get us around that mountain faster and for an hour show we need to do that. We need to maintain moving forward, keep going down range. Uh, I don't like breaking up a show in the middle of combat, especially when a character goes down. I would prefer to keep going, but I didn't unless see Unless you want, unless you want anger, baby. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I, I totally fed into that. I, I like watching <laughs> war and hey, I keep listening to that, that last awesome. three minutes. Yeah, it's enjoyable for me. Um, uh huh. I see how it is. I see why I'm here. Yeah, but, uh, I just I think that they both serve a purpose and they both should be started at first level. And if you don't start them off at first level, then I think you do either mechanic a disservice because you don't get the feel. I, I remember there was I was I used to listen to a podcast for fourth edition and uh, they had a, a panel of three guys and they were talking about what it was like to start off at higher levels in fourth edition. They said, well, we. We really don't. Some guy had mentioned that they didn't prefer to do it because you miss out on a lot of the magical items that you'd get through the progression, and you you over you 
don't get to stretch your legs as you get to that point. You don't get to, to fill the shoes of that character. And I couldn't agree more because I played in a in a um, in a game where he was bumping us up like every three levels to get us to level twenty. So when he ended, he could say he finished his campaign with level twenty characters. But we never really seasoned each level between. So it was just like mm-hmm. next time you next thing you knew you leveled up your character by five levels and it's like well okay great but I really didn't get to enjoy the between levels and I think that that's important to do mm-hmm. so jumping in from agreed agreed one le- one system to the other in the middle of the of the AP well we're back where we are like and, uh, what was that like jumping straight into a Ferrari when you're 16 you know yeah oh yeah it, that's not gonna end in disaster. And I think eventually we will come back around to a Pathfinder AP where we will be with Pathfinder characters at some point, possibly. You know, that's that's something that's that's further down the road. Now, uh, another thing that you had brought up, Ryan, mm-hmm. was that uh, the Dragon's Demand, it does plateau at level six. And uh, what do we see the evolution of the character in campaigns as far as whether or not they'd make it to 20? Me personally, what I believe is that there are other campaigns that actually start off at like level six and seven or five or whatever. And mm-hmm. I think that what we would do is we would transition with these same characters into those APs at some point. Mm-hmm. So even if we don't go into it immediately after Dragon's Demand, hang on to your character sheets because we will probably delve into that. Which would be nice because it, they don't start off at level one, they start off at level five or seven. Which, like we just explained, we don't want to start an AP at a high level without having seasoned that character through the previous levels and got them Mm -hmm. with their magic items and whatnot, so. That'd be pretty cool to continue seeing the story of, you know, whoever ends it. Yeah. At the end of the the story, of the Mm -hmm. AP. You like that? I like that. It's like a continuing story. I love it. Because that leads into the next topic of this discussion. That another thing that's been brought to my attention by none other than our newest hard slinger, David Ratke, is let's continue carrying Crown. So I sure hope you still have Oust. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. I just got to remember how to play a wooden elf. <laughs> that's right. And that and that's something that we I would like to see come to fruition maybe after Dragon's Demand where we delve back into carrying Crown. Because I know that... Uh, a certain uh, GM had messaged me asking me how I ran the Harrowstone prison. Thank you, David. I appreciate you messaging me and asking me how I ran that. Thank you for the help. Because <laughs> he was actually running book one of Carrion Crown. Remember I when I gave the toast and the shout out to him at the table? Mm-hmm. Was, you know, your window was right beside him. But uh, yeah, I think it would be kind of cool to see how you guys finish doing the... Uh, the defense of the beast of Lepidstad, you know, and I think I'd already mentioned to Ryan that he would probably be working, probably be working with the prosecution on that. And I, that's something I still want to maintain. And whereas Alist would still be a, a clerk that represents the investigative clerk that represents the defense. And we could have uh, David's character and Chris's character fall on whatever sides of that, but all in all trying to, to, determine whether or not the beast of Leopard's dead is actually guilty of these crimes at these different places. So that is something that I would definitely like to pick back up at some point in the future. 
Okay, I, I just gotta ask this. Okay, Junior, wooden elf? Are you playing <laughs> Pinocchio? <laughs> no, uh, when we were doing the introductions of the characters a while back, when we first started the AP, I introduced my character as a, a wooden elf when I meant to say something else. <laughs> the wood elf, yeah. A wood elf, so it just kind of stuck with me. It's just a, a play on words. It just thought it was hilarious anyways. And I, I hope that the listeners out there have actually listened to Carrion Crown, and if they haven't, get caught up. It's an amazing AP. I, have, uh, I didn't write it, but I really enjoyed running it. So, cool. I was gonna just try to chime in, and mm -hmm. I've got a whole thing of like a Suicide Squad idea for my character, like somebody that gets pressed into it and uh, as kind of a way to redeem themselves. Um, so I'm super excited about that too. Yeah, you might even be working well for the prosecution. Like, hey, you know what? Find evidence to find this guy guilty, or you will be the next individual in the Burning Man yourself, burning alongside him which is their torture effigy out in front of the courthouse where they had planned, after finding the beast guilty, to stick him in there and light this giant wicker beast on fire. So, uh, Next, we've got a few more followers on, on our Facebook page, which I'm happy to see. Keep them coming. Remember, there are several ways that you can help out the show, as always. Tell a friend, tell a family member, take their device, subscribe, with or without their knowledge. They don't care. They're not going to listen. They're, you're going to listen to it. You take their phone. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, another way is to find us on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash worldofheart20podcast. For as little as a dollar a month, you too can help keep these awesome lights going. Oh, somebody didn't pay their bill. Oh, there's another bill out. Okay, well, we're going to fire this back up. For an audio podcast, you wouldn't see that, but I turned the lights off. Back on. Now we're going to go around Robin. <laughs> Shut up, Junior. I see you over there laughing. <laughs> David, what else you got to add to the show? Give it to me. Shit, put me on the spot, huh? Now I'm going to put each and every one of you on the spot, but at least you get the first knowledge. Everybody else, the first be spot. ready. Be ready. Uh, just excited to be here. and uh, Sounds great. Moving on. No, <laughs> no, just <laughs> keep going. Tell me. Um... I got nothing. I don't know. I'm more of a, a one one shot wonder here. Junior. What's up, baby? How you doing, brother? I'm just chilling. <laughs> I'm loving the show. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> this guy, man, he's like <laughs> totally right on. We're going to keep doing this. <laughs> Ryan. I am just thankful for um hanging out with everyone here and all of our listeners that was detected as a lie yeah lie detector <laughs> sorry pardon me i'm being a wooden elf named pinocchio my nose is growing jeez louise red alert i think uh Kilgore didn't like your uh, your response there. Obviously <laughs> not. What the hell happened? We had some no, kind of it, an alert. No, it's just is um, one of the things I'm just super appreciative of is um, everyone in this group uh, does do things a little bit differently than um, like a lot of the games that I've played recently, and um, I appreciate it as a learning experience. Also, it's because like I'm I'm constantly going wait, but that's not no not 
doesn't end that way um type thing and now feels good <laughs> and, well no but it also um uh, like like anything is, is you, you you learn new ways to do things you learn new ways new ways to um you know interpret things and i just really appreciate that um uh with this with this group so well you've been you. with us for a while we've all been that's not a nazi so no i'm just putting my hand up to <laughs> yes um, uh, second row blonde hair to the right um <laughs> so brian kind of touched on this and it's something whoa, whoa. i i don't admit to anything dinner <laughs> was good at your house the other night though by the way um no so i've heard on other podcasts well they'll do like a cut scene um maybe they're in a long combat or something or there's some kind of like exposition they want to get out about a character's backstory and that's something brian and i have kind of worked on together and he actually recorded something and um i don't want it to become like the dempsey show so you know i would love to if you guys and uh chris have stuff about your backstory your characters um you know i, I write for a living that's what i do so i'd love to work with you guys on something get uh some sort of uh scene like that going too if if it hits you and you're you know inspired um but i definitely think that that'd be that's a cool thing to have for the show but it's uh, a cool cool thing and i appreciate that i mean brian's got a a, a you know it has a nice short story about warren that he gets to work with too so and i have been every time i get an opportunity i i pick on him a little just a little just, just fuck with his mind just a little and i couldn't wait actually to play tonight so I could fuck with him a little bit more and I just <laughs> didn't get that opportunity but yeah I always encourage everybody to give me some kind of a, a feeling off their backstory and their their motives and and what drives them and and fears and, and things that encapsulate their their entity of their character so I could make their character more rich in the story rather than just a, a page of stats any anything like that i mean i've always been about that or uh, I'll, even, I'll even take the liberty of of doing something with their backstory i think i did that with rafu at one point when with the whole hand thing and we put his whole thing together where he was part of a of a band of killers and he turned his back on them this is during the writers of the storm campaign and stuff when i was coming to the close to the conclusion which i totally enjoyed running that and that's always something that I, we were supposed to pick back up when they went. Uh, they stayed back in time, remember? Like some of the people went back and they, they ended up staying. That's always something I wanted to touch back on at some point. But alas, we don't have all the players again, so it would be futile. But Time to do a reunion podcast. You know, I actually reached out to Koosh and he said that uh, he is playing in a game. Uh, nice. not a awesome. not a recording because I guess because of the uh, his company won't allow him to record anything so oh. but eventually when he if he makes his way back down to I, I almost said back down here to California which I'm not in California but who knows at some point maybe we'll be able to have him back on the show which would be nice because cool. he was yeah. very fun to play with As or a, we just get him like a voice changer weird, but... get like yes, a mask guy yeah. talking yeah <laughs> Then show me the body. Um, we'll call him Bane. Solution on the skin. There you go. <laughs> it gets the kush again. 
Well, does anybody else have anything else to add to the show of this evening? I think we've actually covered quite a wide breadth. Yeah, I mean, surprisingly for putting together just a, a brief outline and touching base on a lot of stuff and just free-forming it, I think uh, we got a lot of stuff exercised. But I, I, for one, as the DM, couldn't ask for a better panel of players, you guys. I wish Chris was here. He already knows that. But I think, like I've said before, uh, and I keep saying it because it's it's the only thing that makes sense to me is when you finally find the dish with the right ingredients, it just serves everybody so well. And absolutely, yeah. So Italian of you. <laughs> this is my this is like my mother used to make. God rest her soul. Oh, you show respect. <laughs> I'm suddenly envisioning you as like a vole on um, Zootopia. I don't know Zootopia. Thank you. Oh. I have kids. I know Zootopia. That's actually a pretty good uh, show. And Shakira did the music, so that's what's up. Somebody trying to flush a toilet over there, or what the hell's that noise? <laughs> I think it's my coffee cup. Oh, I thought Junior was trying to trying to work the handle behind himself or something. This, this thing ain't going to flush. I'm going to need that poop knife. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, I think uh, after this, let's just uh, warm up our dice and top off our glass and finish off this night going solo. Mm, that what they call it's it It's a now. solo night, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, well, awesome. I, was, I, I loved uh, just chatting with uh, you guys about the game, too. And, and obviously, wish Chris was here. And hey, if he was, then, you know, figure out what's going on with this demon. Yeah, we'd be playing. But you know what? Sometimes it's great to kind of get outside the skin of the characters and, and actually just lay down some bullshit, you know? And I like that. So, once again, Gary Kilgore, I appreciate everything you said about the show. Remember, give me your address so I can send those things out to you. Other than that, guys, have a good night. I'll see you next week. And we'll finish off a warrant for good. Uh oh. Damn it, I've got to write a new backstory. Thank you for joining us once again on Roll the Hard 20 Podcast. Remember, you can find us and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Podcasts, and Audible. And if you like what you're listening to, leave us that five-star rating and review. We've also got a YouTube channel at Roll the Hard 20, so if you're into watching, head on over there and hit that like bell, and don't forget to subscribe. We can also be found in the wild on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, so don't forget to check us out and look for us out there. You can also contact the show directly at RollTheHard20Podcast at gmail.com or head on over to the website at RollTheHard20Podcast.com where you can also download the current show directly and view our archives and galleries. we got a lot of interesting stuff posted there, so head on over. And finally, join us on our Patreon page at Patreon.com slash RollTheHard20Podcast where you can become a hard slinger and pick up swag. So, until next session, keep your dice warm and your glass topped off as you roll those hard 20s.